Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap. I think that we can have great conversations and still love our country. I think we can have great conversations and move people up. I think that we can have great conversations. Does that make sense? And make a better world and make a better place for this community. And I think the church is the only one that has the right worldview. The church is the only one that has the right worldview. Now, obviously, you know, when we look at the Bible, we see biblical equality we see that where you where you from where your background what's going on you know what i'm saying that that god has a calling and a plan come on for everyone for everyone regardless of what your background was regardless of what your color is regardless of what culture you grew up in and we are going to be a part of a conversation of reconciliation we're going to be a part of that conversation because here's the deal. Um, uh, I think that's the constant conversation of the church. You know what I'm saying? It's the convert. It, and, and, and here's the thing is the truth of the matter is we've been divided and polarized uh, based on politics for a long, long time. And so the only redemption that we have is to begin to look through scripture and go, okay, Here's the thing. Here's how we think. Here's how culture thinks, but here's how we think. And listen, as the church transforms, then I think this. I think that we'll get involved in local government. I think we'll get involved in initiatives to help uh, uh, our communities move forward. And so I feel like that was a great first step for us. And I am so grateful for all of you that came out. And I believe that we are spiritually just kind of, you know, taking ground. We're going to take ground, and uh, I'm so excited that you're here today. Come on again. Y'all give the Lord a big hand clap. I'm excited today. We're going to talk a little bit. I got some things on my heart. Uh, Before I get into it, Travis was 16, finally got his driver's license, and in order to celebrate that special day. The whole family went out to the driveway, climbed into his vehicle, and sat for his first official drive. His dad did not take shotgun, but his dad went right behind the driver's seat. Travis thought, Dad, you must be tired of being in the front, coaching me, telling me how to drive. Maybe you're just done hyperventilating and you want to be in the back. He said, no, son. He said, for the last 16 years, you've been kicking my seat, and now I'm going to start on you. (laughs) Come on, listen. Listen. (laughs) It's coming, boy. Listen. Uh, Seriously, happy Father's Day uh, to every physical and spiritual father here today. We hope that you receive honor. Come on, it's good to receive honor. It's important that we show some love to our fathers. Not because I said so, okay? God says it. Actually, here's the deal. God doesn't say it, he commands it. 
Come on, Liz, I know it's 2020. We don't like, you know, sentences that start out with command. Okay? We like suggestions. We like um, them to be put in ways where it's more our idea. But here's what I want you to know is that um, hurt does not change God's order. And we're going to talk a little bit about this today. We're going to talk about this a little bit today. And so it is my goal today to show you why honoring your fathers is just as important, listen, as moms work really, really hard. But over the last couple of years, the, 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 the conversation of honoring fathers has been a lot harder. And we're going to talk and we're going to look at what God says and, and, then, and, and then what we're going to do is we're going to go on a journey, come on, of getting some freedom so that we can provide in our families a generation of blessing. Does this make sense? And so we're going to talk about it. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Exodus 20, verse 12. I, I can't wait to get into this. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Come on, listen to this. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father... And your mother, that your days, whose days? Come on, y'all not online no more. Come on. Whose who's days? Your days. So here's the deal. How well you honor affects you. It affects you. So if I was the enemy, I would hurt you by someone in authority so that you would stop honoring so that it would hurt you even worse. Come on, listen, that your days would be long in the land that the Lord God is giving you. Here is what I want you to see. God has something for you that he wants to give, listen, you. And if you will come under the way he wants to do it, then you will thrive in places that you are not even at yet. There's this idea that what you do today causes you to bloom and blossom in the future. There is, while this verse, we've read this and it's cute and we talk about it to, to our children in moments of, you've got to honor. <laughs> Can I tell you this, that this verse is both simple and deep? Simple and deep. Simple because it's very straightforward. Complex because you have to work to live it. Come on, you, you have to work to live this. I mean, the truth is, it goes directly against the cancel culture. It goes directly against it. It puts the responsibility of honor on who? The what? The child. We are a culture that likes to invert. And so we want to put all the responsibility on the one who is in authority. We are not saying that there is not responsibility on the one who has authority. God will righteously judge authority. Does that make sense? God will handle. The Bible says that he will be your justifier. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So you don't have to worry about fighting your battles. Come on, we sing the song, who fights our battles? God fights our battles. But here's what I'm telling you is the way you conduct your honor determines how far you go in this land. This is massive. Or fathers who were angry, or fathers who were frustrated always, or fathers who missed it, or fathers who whatever. I'm not acknowledging. I understand that. I get that. But here's the deal. Within all of that, God has given you the ability to be, come on, delivered and free and healed and whole. And he has not left you, come on, to be an orphan. But God loves you. Come on, help me. Y'all, 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 y'all not preaching. Y'all not, y'all not helping me. Come on. Come on. Uh, it, 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 we came out the gate hard. And so, I don't know. I got it. Come on. Let's get that off. Because what that is, is that's feelings and hurt and world. But it ain't God. God said, honor is on the children. The children. Look at this. In other words, you sowing honor is a promise for a better life. Each one of God's commandments directly challenges our humanity. Come on, listen to this. Who wants to submit to authority? You don't wake up every day going... I cannot wait to submit to my authority and surrender my will to somebody else's and to prefer my brother and to prefer somebody else. I can't wait. I'm so excited to get up today. Thank you, Siri, for waking me up today so that I can surrender all of my selfishness to somebody else who is broken. What a wonderful day. Who wants to honor when frustration is present? Who wants to do that? But the Bible says that you can't thrive here if you remove your honor every time you're offended. The Bible, come on, help me now. The, if you remove honor every time someone does not meet a demand, then actually what you're doing is you're saying, I will give you honor if I, the child, control your responses. And so here's the thing. Is if you try as a child to control the output of your parents because your parents are broken and so are you. God doesn't say submit to someone who is totally whole. That's why it's so hard. Like if they were awesome, if they never did anything wrong, if they never sinned, if they never got mad, if they never, does that make sense? That would be easy to honor. Absolutely, I have the best thing in the world. But to honor humanity. For being broken. Well, all it does is sow seeds into your future. Where then people will be critical of you. Does this make sense? Come on. For us, honor, while complex, is a command. A command. Okay? My assignment today is a promise for a better life. Who wants a better life? All right. Five people. That's awesome. This is a thriving body. Come on. Come on online. Who wants a better life? Come on. Put put that hand up. Put that emoji up. Look look at who wants in a couple years to be more free, more thriving. Come on. Come on. More victorious, less offended, more under the less depressed. Who Who wants that for their life? Guess who's in control of that? 
Your father. No, just kidding. You. You're in, come on, control of that. Church, God has a better way and he wants us to live. He wants us to thrive. The, listen, this way produces more results, more spiritual health, more freedom. In other words, listen to this. You can produce a better life if you will make some decisions to follow God's guidelines. And it will take, it will move you through. And I'm going to give you three Ds real quick that I think it's going to help you. And we're going to talk about this all, all for the next couple minutes. Is that for spiritual transformation to begin in your life, you're going to have to make a decision, allow deliverance, and begin to develop what God wants to do in your life. Those three things will begin to move you forward where you are actually pioneers in the land that God has for you. Does that make sense? You're going to have to start with a decision. The Bible says to choose this day who you're going to serve. That's a decision. The Bible says to set your mind on things what? Come on, help me. Above and not what? But below, that's a decision. The Bible says that I have to set my mind. I have to put off the old things and I have to put on the new things. So here's the thing is if you want to grow in your faith and have spiritual transformation take place, you're going to have to make some decisions. Am I going to go this way or am I going to go this way? Because you cannot go this way and God begin to bloom and bless your life. I'm not saying that God at any point if you choose this way cannot redirect you. But I am saying that there are the blessings of God are not going to be formed counter to what God wants. So you have a decision to make. Then as you make this decision, there will be countless moments of deliverance that happens in your life. Because we've all been hurt. We've all been harmed. We've all had things said to us, spoken over us. Come on, things that, that have hurt deeply to the core. We've all had moments where we thought someone should do something and they did not meet our expectations. And so that's why God begins to deliver us. Because here's the thing. He wants to move us toward the journey of prospering in the land. Yeah. Come on, does that make sense? Right. And then here's the thing. As we begin to start working and making decisions and then coming into deliverance, then we can to be developed. And we start developing. And Thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you, God. I feel so honored and special that you gave me seed. But here's the deal. And they will look and they will go, ow. And you'll be like, I made a decision. And God started to deliver me. Come on, and then look what began to develop. Look what began to develop. Does that make sense? See, I had to make a decision, and then I needed some deliverance, and then something started to develop. Come on, say this with me. You have to make a decision, and then there is some deliver. Even here, you're, all, you're thinking something. And most of the thoughts that you're thinking are from your past. Wouldn't it be terrible if your past hurt your future? Wouldn't it be terrible that a mark or something that happened here would begin to shut you down in a land that you were supposed to thrive? Yeah. Come on, help me. Yeah. Listen. I think I would say it better like this. Why do we say it's better? I'm not saying it's easier. Right. Don't, don't get better. I, everything that in my life that has been better has not been easy. 
I don't, in fact, I can't think of one thing that was better that was easy. Does that make sense? It's easier for me just to order, come on, the biggie fry. But it don't leave me better. You know what I'm saying? Listen, it's easier for me to sit down on the couch and just binge watch whatever's on TV. But that doesn't mean it's better. In fact, it's harder to put down the remote and open a book. (laughs) But most of the time, the things that make us better are not easy. And so here's this concept that I want to give you. In comparison to living a self-led life that refuses and resists God's plan, what I can tell you is if you will make a decision, if you will allow deliverance to happen, then you will begin to develop all the things that God has for you. Come on, is that good? Come on, help me. Look at this. Let's go back. God has always wanted his people to thrive. So let's look at this again. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long on the land and that your God is giving you. God has something, listen, that he wants to give. So let me break this down for you because I want you to understand the context. There is this idea that God has something that he wants to give you, but you will have to begin to manage what he wants to give you. God the Father called Moses to deliver the Jewish people, God's people. We sang today, I'm a covenant son and... Okay, cool. Uh, I was, I was like, a little, little, little faster. I'm a covenant son and... Good, good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. And so we sing it. Woo, covenant! Okay, let's talk about it. Here, here's what... God made a covenant with Abraham. Okay? You can look at this in Genesis chapter 15. Okay? God makes a covenant, and a covenant is deeper, listen, than a promise. Okay? It's deeper than a promise. And in Genesis 15, God, listen to this, makes an unconditional covenant with Abraham. Unconditional. Meaning, here is what I'm going to do. God, in Genesis chapter 15 says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. You're going to have a land. He even tells him that before you get this, I'm going to afflict you. (laughs) Thank you. For 400 years. But don't worry. Because when you start to doubt that I'm still doing something, these things going on because God is outside of time. Can I tell you when the... uh, when Egyptians, you develop a nation by handing them something soft or beginning to develop who they are. Come on, let, 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 and teach them how to swim by putting them under the water. And they go, and if you just look at that video, you're like, you hate children. You're the worst parent in the world. And, 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 and so it's that they're like young. Have y'all seen them? They're like young. They're, they're, they're not even one. And we're like, how could you do that? You said you love them. You got their name tattooed on your back. And now you're drowning your child? No, 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 no. Listen, what you call drowning, 
This parent calls preparing. Because there's one day that they may be around some water that they will not be able to control the environment. And they. When we look at this, what we see as wrong, God sees as, it's wrong, but God sees it as I am going to press. So that I can produce. In your own life, there will be moments when you are pressed in order to produce what God has for you. Come on, help me. Genesis 15, 13, it says this. Then the Lord said to Abraham, for, Know for certain that your offsprings will be sojourners in the land that is not theirs. And will be servants there. And they will be afflicted for 400 years. Listen. Sometimes you got to walk through it to get to it. I want to tell you something to all of the people who might think life should be easy. <laughs> it's not. And if you are hoping that by going to church, life will be easy, then you've missed the whole message. Going to church begins to transform your life so that you are productive here on this earth. And you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to have some deliverance so that you can develop what God has for you. Come on, help me. Does this make sense? The only one who shows up in paradise was Adam and Eve and they blew it. Adam and Eve had paradise. They just were like. And God was like. And they were like. What's that? We have to create it. We have to build it. And so God gave the Ten Commandments. Listen. Upon the removal of the oppressor. God gives his children laws to follow if you grew up in church you knew you know these to be the ten commandments and god's people had been oppressed listen oppressed but they had grown in great numbers now i want you to see what happened here's this side terrible i want you to see this side they had been mistreated but they were tough they had learned skills to build but they didn't know how to build freedom and now God is about to unleash them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Don't ever think that your hardships are momentary. God is working. And sometimes God is the closest when it hurts the most. Sometimes God is the closest because it hurts the most. And it's not because, listen, it's not because God wants to punish us. It's not because, it's because God sees where we are going. Come on, help me now. And there are actual moments of pressure. There are actually moments where God squeezes the sponge and it doesn't feel comfortable. And if we're not careful, we will have comfortable Christianity that never gets squeezed. But if you never get squeezed, then you never develop all that is in you come on the children of Israel had to have some commands some guidelines 
The commandments were given to produce freedom. The commandments were given so that people could thrive. The commandments were given to provide a standard for his people. That way they could understand what sin was. That's why Jesus said, you, we are not going to do away with the law. That doesn't mean that we're under it. But if you do away with the law, listen, how do you know what's right and wrong? How do you know when you need to repent? How do you know? Does that make sense? The law is given so that you see the standard. And then when we realize that we cannot meet that standard on a consistent everyday basis, we either be, we're either discouraged or we make a decision to submit and surrender. Come on, does that make sense? The children of Israel were on a course for a better life, but they had to make a new decision. Right here, would they trust God or would they stay slaves under Pharaoh? Would they actually see themselves free from their oppressor or would they move on? Can I ask you this? Is your background still leading your life? And we're wondering why relationships aren't blooming like they should. We're wondering why I have this sense of rejection on me. I'm wondering why I always think my boss is against me. I'm wondering why. And there are things from our past and you get to make a decision. Will you live oppressed or will you begin to walk? in the freedom that is available for you. Come on, somebody. The children of Israel had to understand, are we going to heal through deliverance? God has promises for a better life. Would they come under God's guidance and remove the hurt and the lies of Egypt? Some of y'all have had an Egypt experience where lies, like, like in a moment, someone spoke something over you and You've been fighting your whole life not to think that. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're insignificant. You're too this. You're too that. You're too loud. You're too quiet. You're too this. You're too that. And you've just kind of taken that on and thought, well, that's just me. And here's what I want to tell you. That's Egypt. That's Egypt. God can deliver. Come on. You. God can deliver you. Could they move from slaves to pioneers, or would they stay slaves? The third is this. Take the time to develop a new way of living. That means they come under new rules, new values. That means it produces a new heart and new desires. See, the first four commandments dealt with our relationship with God. There are ten. The first four deal with our relationship with God. What are they? Come on. Put God uh, first. Don't worship any idols. Keep the Lord's name holy. In other words, don't make it common. Come on. Don't make it common. The fourth is stay committed to the Sabbath. That's why we're meeting together. We're committed on the Sabbath. For our staff. This is a work day for us. We take off on Monday. So if you're wondering why we're not getting back with you on Monday, it's because we're Sabbathing, baby. Yeah. We'll, we'll connect with you on Tuesday. And so we're going to unplug and we're going to refuel and we're going to do what we're asking you to do today. Yeah. Why does this matter? See, because here's the deal. How you treat man will come from the overflow of how you pursue God. God knew if I can be the first things that you think about, everything else in your life will happen. I believe the Ten Commandments are in order. 
I believe they're in order. I believe that God is very strategic. And so he was like, let me, let me give you what will help your life. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And it would be like if your kid came to you and said, all right, tell me about marriage. All right, well, here's, here's, here's my top ten. Let me tell you about finances, okay? Here's the thing. You want to spend less than you make. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you about this. You're like, you would have a top ten and they would probably be in order. And so God, who was trying to create a nation to see people live free, to see people thrive, here is the ten that he puts together. Okay? The last six deal with our relationship with man, how we treat each other. And isn't it interesting that the very first one is honor your father and mother? Now, come on. Have you ever thought about that? It's like, don't kill and don't have adultery. Those are biggins. Don't steal. Don't steal. I mean, those are three pretty big ones. But yet honoring your father and mother is above, listen, that. In other words, here's a, let me say it this way. God believes that you do more harm when you break five before you break six. Does that make sense? So let's talk about it. Why does God put honoring father and mother first? Because God loves order and everything is predicated out of order. God will only bless when there is order. God knows how hard it is to live with family. Can I get an amen? Somebody be loud. My people are crazy. We don't honor because it's conditional. We honor because God says do this and you will thrive. Yeah. It doesn't say do this because they deserve it. Does this make sense? For us, listen, listen. The fact is there's an old poem that I came across that I want you to read. If you've had a good father, you, you may remember this or you may have dealt with this if you're a little older in your life. At four years of age, come on, my daddy can do anything. At seven years of age, my dad knows a lot, a whole lot. At eight years, my father doesn't quite know everything. At 12, oh well, naturally, father doesn't know everything. 14, father, hopelessly old-fashioned. 21, oh, that man is out of date. What did you expect? At 25, he knows a little bit about it, but not much. 30, I must find out what dad thinks about it. 35, have a little patience. Let's, let's get dad's meeting first. At 50, I would love, I, I, uh, what would dad have thought about this? At 60, my dad literally knew everything. At 65, I wish I could talk it over one more time with my dad. The reason we're talking about this in this house we are creating fathers. And so for me, again, let me remind you. Listen, I was adopted from a foster home. I had many, many problems with my earthly father. And here's the thing. I waited so long for him to change. But the distance never got better when it was on him. When I fully understood that the distance was on me. Sure, I want to be healthy. I'm not talking about abuse. Does that make sense? Well, I want to give full context. Right. I'm talking about honor. Yeah. 
When I began to pursue him, our relationship got better. I am responsible for the brokenness in my life. Does this make sense? For us, listen, studies show time and time again how important fathers are. Fathers help with emotional development. When a father um, is affectionate and supportive, it greatly affects the child's well-being and self-confidence. Fathers help lay down rules and enforce them. Fathers provide security and provision. Can I just tell you this? I feel like in our culture, we've lost the respect of going to work. Day in and day out. And I get it. I was raised by a single mom. I remember being in many churches having to navigate through Father's Day and my father not present. But here's what I'm telling you. Even though you don't have what you want, you've got to develop who you are. And so you can appreciate your mom going to work. You can appreciate all the effort that's going on. And you're going to have to train yourself to see it. You're going to have to train yourself to honor it. Fathers set the bar for relationships with other people. In other words, when they show us how to care and treat people, then we figure out how to behave. When fathers lead spiritually in the home, listen, it is blessed and it is a multiplier. Because listen to me, when you find health in the home, that means there's a dad or a mom that has surrendered and they are on the process of decisions, deliverance, and development. And it's a multiplier for your life. Honor means to give weight or grant a person a position of respect, of authority in one's life. We are a church of honor. We are a church because God blesses honor. Once we have honor, here's what will happen. You will unlock wisdom and favor and blessings and lessons. When you begin to produce honor, here's what will happen. First, our relationship with God will begin to thrive. And then it moves us to people. But to accomplish this, here's what the Bible says. You have to train yourself. No one wakes up, like I said, and wants to honor. You've got to actually train yourself to honor. Because frustration is so easy. Come on, if we're going to have a moment. Anybody ever been frustrated with your father? Don't raise your hand on this one. You may be frustrated with your father right now. There have been many, many times that I have been frustrated with my father and that my kids, come on, somebody, (laughs) have been frustrated with dad. And sometimes I deserved it. And sometimes I didn't. (laughs) They were just wrong. Listen. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. If you put these things before the brothers, okay? Here are my brothers. Here are my people. Here's the people I do life with. If I put this before them, does that make sense? Listen, okay? If I put this before them, then you will be good servants of Jesus Christ, being trained in the words of faith and the good doctrine that has followed Have nothing to do with what? Irreverent. What does that mean? A lack of respect. Have nothing to do with a lack of respect. Don't hang out 
in just conversations and families. That doesn't mean we don't have to have some real talk. <laughs> you know, me and my wife have had plenty of real talk. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Even me and my son and, and daughter, we've had real talk. And there have been times when I've been like, I blew it. My bad. I'm sorry. With my staff, we've had real talk. There have been times I've been right. <laughs> and there have been times I haven't been right. And we've had to have real talk. You know what I'm saying? Come, does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Here's what it says. Don't have anything to do with, with a lack of respect or silliness. But rather... Train yourself for godliness. Rather, train yourself. Train, da da da. Come on, like train, like Rocky. I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Train yourself. For while the body is great for training and it has some value, come on, godliness is of a value in every way. And it holds. A promise for this present life and for the one. So here's the deal. What it's saying is what you honor and if you will make a decision, allow deliverance and start developing something, you will walk in the promise here and and there. Come on. I'm a here and there type of person. I'm a twofer. Come on, parents, how many of y'all go to the places to eat where your kids eat free? Two for baby. Holla. Slims, come on. Plug. Listen. <laughs> Stop. It's the random things I think about when I'm talking to y'all. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Listen, here's the concept. The concept is here and there. Here and there. I don't want you living your whole life waiting for the sweet by and by. Well, one day. I want you to like walk in victory here. I want you to make a decision. I want deliverance to happen in your life. I want you to start developing things. And people are like, how did you produce that? And you're like, all I did was make a decision. Then I let God start tweaking on my soul. I got my soul healthy. I'm pretty much mad at everybody. My first response is always hate. I hate everybody. I hate slow drivers. Come on, somebody. Preach to me. I'm like, come on. How come the government has not fixed it? We need a slow lane and we need a fast lane. Where are my fast lane people at? Preach. Listen. Listen. I got a thousand things I have on. Okay, stay focused. Stay focused. Don't get in the flesh. Listen. Here's the thing. Is that we got to train ourselves for godliness. Ben, y'all go ahead and come up. That means there's work involved. We have to make a decision. We have to allow deliverance. We have to develop those promises in our life. The children of Israel, listen, were in, say it, training. They were in what? Come on. Training. And over the next few weeks, we're going to launch a new series called in training because I believe that there's a best part of your life and that God, listen wants to begin to move in your life and if we will make decisions and allow deliverance listen, listen and we will begin to develop what he has for us then you're going to thrive and here's the deal, it's not easy but it's worth it 
It's not always fun, but it's freeing. It isn't always happy, (laughs) uh, but it brings unspeakable joy. If you will make a decision. There is a promise for you to have a better life. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about being in training. And here's the deal. There's so many correlations between a good earthly father and our heavenly father. And God has provided us an outline, listen, to be an overcomer, to grow, and to walk in freedom. And it is better. It is better. Your spiritual freedom, come on, starts with a decision. And that decision will produce, come on, listen, deliverance. And then you'll start to develop some things. Will we honor him by submitting to his standards? If the answer is yes, then spiritual transformation is about to start in your life. It's about to start in your life. And so here's the thing is today we want to honor our earthly fathers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There are no relationships without scars. Thank you. But here's the thing. We will do better with our earthly relationships as we begin to tap in to what God wants to say and speak over us. Come on, does this make sense? And we are in training. We are in training. God knew that we could not fulfill the law. The Ten Commandments are so high. That's why God made the decision to send Jesus. Jesus was born sinless, died unjustly, and was a living sacrifice to cancel the debt that all of us have. We all have the debt. We've all broken God's standards, but He's got us because we're in covenant. And that blood covers us and it redeems us. In other words, God sent out a test. And when we took it, Jesus' blood graded us all on a curve. Those were my favorite type of test. Come on, when you're squeaking in that 70, and then the smart kid got a 90, and I was like, 80! Come on. There were a few times in my life that I, I hit that C+. Here's what I'm telling you. Is you can hit abundant living. Not because you're awesome. But because God has freed you. And His blood covers you. And I am telling you that whatever you're dealing with that is holding you back can be redeemed. Because we have a good Father. Does it make sense? And so right over this place, come on. We just got like a, about three, four minutes left. If you're online, I want you to just take a moment. What decision do you need to make? Can, can we even have a little bit more? To bring the lights down just a little bit. What, let me ask you this. What is the next area of deliverance in your life? Honestly, I've not been able to get past this. And so it could be anger or lust, frustration, uh, low self-esteem. Maybe it's pride, insecurity. And all I'm telling you is that God wants to graciously reach His hands in 
and begin to move out those things that have hardened your heart so that you can develop all the things that he has for you. Come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.